Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Tacos and To Kill Ya. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And I don't know if we have a doozy or not because it's a surprise case for me just as much as it is for all of you. <laughs> We're just going to leave it at that. I think that that's a great way to just <laughs> go into it. <laughs> I like. I don't I know. panicked for a second. I was like, wait, I don't know how to describe this. <laughs> we don't even need descriptors. I think it's a surprise for all parties involved. Yeah, this we'll is just a blind react for me because just like last episode where... You know, I did all the research and told Sydney and all of you the case. This time, Sydney's going to tell us her case. And as excited as I am, I'm also really stressed. (laughs) I figured that that would be the response from you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I like to be, like, prepared, like, obnoxiously Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec. So... And I'm sure you've never seen Parks and Rec, but someone listening has and knows that that's <laughs> it's unlike that person show. that shows up to, like, the 4th of July trips we plan with a binder of, like, okay, and these are the events we're doing today and the foods we're eating today. <laughs> and we uh, never follow any of it, but she always does it. <laughs> I just, we have, we're prepared. We have options. You're, you're prepared. No one follows them ever. But yes, you are always prepared. <laughs> Well, someone has to be prepared. <laughs> it's probably going to be like this all weekend long. I'm so stressed. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Jacob's been giving me crap like, okay, well, how come you're the only one planning all of this? And you're the one. Do-? And I finally had to be like, look, I can't take on anymore because I'm planning like <laughs> two and a half days worth of stuff. And I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> For those that don't know, I'm going to visit um, Peyton and her sister for their baby shower. And, yeah, Peyton is probably making all the plans for everything, including her uh, baby shower. And it's not going to all go as planned, as much as Peyton hopes so. But she'll yeah. have the binder. I expect her to literally be carrying around a binder at her own baby shower. <laughs> If there's not, not a binder. By the time the baby shower starts, it's like my hand, I'm Pontius Pilate and I've washed my hands clean and it is what it is. <laughs> I don't think you will though. I, I like where you're coming from with this, but I, I'm going to be, you're going to be walking around with a binder. I can I think there'll be other people there that can take control and I can just kind of like be in the moment is my goal. I, I really hope so. I really hope so. I really hope so too. By this time this episode airs, the baby shower will have happened. So hopefully we'll have a better update <laughs> on, on if whether I or not was psycho controlling or not. <laughs> I wouldn't say psycho controlling. Just binder <laughs> holding and prepared. Overly prepared. Okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> well, I don't have anything I think really to dive into before. Oh, I almost brought this up the last episode, but I forgot. Well, we kind of touched base on Dahmer, well, but. Oh, yes. I have now finished. <laughs> Did you watch the tapes yet? Okay, I haven't watched the tapes. That'll be like <sighs> thing. But I, I, I just tapes. finished the Dahmer series. I have a lot of mixed thoughts, but overall, 
I, and I actually, when I finished, I was very curious and I will have to do some research to see what the victim's families have thought or if they've released anything on this. They think it's uh, like, they're not, they're not fans. Um, I know that one of the families had basically said like that they were upset because, you know, Netflix doesn't give a shit. They just like went ahead and did it. Like the victim's families didn't get like any money off of it or anything. They just, you know, it's a public knowledge type case open records they just went ahead and did it yeah well and I wasn't sure about any of that but I was curious like their thoughts and and views on the portrayal I guess so Uh, yeah I I guess that would be a good one to kind of look I think like obviously there were lots of dramatizations in there it's there were a lot of things but like uh (laughs) <laughs> the one there's I'm just a lot gonna, of- it's not a spoiler but like in the last episode when there's like the John Wayne Gacy references and there's like yeah. a clip of John Wayne Gacy like attempting to drown a boy in a tub while like dressed as a clown I was so stressed because I'm like he never dresses a clown to kill someone you know yeah, what I mean like and I, and I know that wasn't was like- linked to Dahmer but <laughs> No, and, like, I did like that they kind of, like, tied some of that stuff in, but, like, I think the big thing, and I thought I had mentioned to you, uh, like, to this, this to you, if it wasn't you, I don't know who the fuck it was, but I've talked to this, well, talked to a handful Someone, of people about this someone. series. <laughs> um, I feel like the stuff that, like, they dramatized and, like, made, like, added on to was, like, dumb shit to, like, make up, too. Like, it was stuff that was real like there was no reason for it like they, you already have a good enough story like why did you need to like make up all these extra random little things I don't know it really bothered me I agree although I will say I am a big fan that like a lot of the victims whose families were so outspoken and were so involved that their stories were told I don't yes I don't think that that gets enough emphasis in a lot of time, a lot of things, but like, I mean, there was one victim in particular who literally had a whole ass episode, which like made me want to cry multiple times. Yeah. I was we texting you like, oh my God, I'm watching this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is wild. Cause I didn't, I didn't know, I think as in depth about that victim. I don't know. I'm just very curious what people's thoughts and opinions are. I thought it was a very good portrayal for the most part, though. I agree with that. I did. I was really invested in it. I thought it was good. But there was the the dumb shit that they like just needed to elaborate (laughs) on really pissed me off because I was like, and I don't want to, I'll have to text you about it afterwards, is that that might be something that like somebody's going to be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. But like, it was just dumb things where I was like, you didn't even need to, like, make this person up or make this up. Like, it doesn't even make sense. I agree. You have people that you could have used. I agree. Also, I will say, I really liked that they were very accurate to, like, I mean, freaking round of applause to Evan Peters. Very accurate to, like, his personality and, like, his awkward, like, sense of humor but being able to turn on the charmingness when he needed to I think that was portrayed really well even the Um, voice what his voice 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I made like the, fun of it. I was like, that's so like, it was painfully accurate. <laughs> so like, painfully accurate. Like Wisconsin Canadian, eh? <laughs> it was painfully accurate. Minnesota. Like, if, you watch, if you watch the tapes afterwards, you'll be able to like can so like they'll kind of tell you in a more shortened version what was true and what was like fake without even doing that intentionally because that's kind of like what they go over um yeah but being able to hear his voice so soon after and like his legitimate voice like it's literally like holy shit because i watched the tape like started watching the tapes like the day after i finished armor oh shit maybe i'll watch that next because jacob did watch a john wayne gacy tapes with me so maybe he'll watch those (laughs) he should i think these ones are better than the john wayne gacy ones I think they're more in-depth on some of the things that you wanted to know. And obviously, everyone has, like, different opinions and views on, like, the portrayal of serial killers or, like, glorifying, like, obviously saying you have a favorite serial killer and things like that. But the one thing I always say about Dahmer is he was such an interesting case because, I mean, even in, you see it in the series he says like he does not enjoy killing it's like a means to an end for him he didn't Mm -hmm. want to kill anyone and so when he got caught he was very open and very honest and Mm -hmm. he kind of just told everyone everything and it probably turned a lot of people's stomachs but he was very accurate on like you know I deserve to die for what I did obviously it was fucked up but, like, he had this compulsion. He had this thing wrong with him. And it's just very interesting how much you, we could have we learned from him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in my opinion. So, I'm excited. I definitely have to listen to the tapes now. <laughs> you do. You have to. You absolutely need to. You need to before I see you. Because I okay. need to have a conversation about it. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, I'll do my best <laughs> to start watching. But You're like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen to me. <laughs> I'm, like, running out of time. <laughs> you'll be here in like less than 48 hours the clock is literally ticking like we need to cut this episode (laughs) short now you need to go now gotta go this is all you get guys (laughs) and 11 minutes into the episode it's done (laughs) well uh that's all my rant i just wanted to share my thoughts and opinions on Dahmer and hear yours said for the fans Uh, and yeah, I and if else... because I know everyone's always like, oh, have you watched this? Have you watched this? And I'm way behind. <laughs> Payne doesn't watch anything. Like, I finish everything. I'll watch with... it, like, six She'll... months later. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, I watched that a long time ago. By the time the I want to talk about out. it, you're over it. <laughs> <laughs> I've already been obsessed with it and have already been way done with it I've had like six (laughs) new obsessions since the last thing so I was really proud of myself that it was pretty relevant (laughs) (laughs) I'm also pretty proud of you though because I didn't think I mean it's only it's it's a couple weeks behind but I'm still you know right there no I think that's impressive for you I didn't I told you a million times to watch it but I didn't think you'd watch it that quick Well, I still haven't watched Just, Bling Ring, but I watched Dahmer. <laughs> watch the Bling Ring. No, you gotta watch the tapes though first, and then go back okay, to that. Then I'll watch Bling Ring. And then there'll probably be there'll probably be something else new for me. There's to like watch some other ones I want to watch that are on my list, but then I keep forgetting. Yep, yep. That's usually how it goes. I just won't 
rewatch the same six episodes of Bob's Burgers anymore. And <laughs> no, Mm-mm. you can't do that. We have things to catch up on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this well, is a wee thing now. <laughs> I'm glad we're in this together, at least. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll uh, finish my rant here and uh, pass pass it along to you so you can tell us a tale uh, that might be a doozy, might not. I don't know. We'll find out. Pass the, pass the torch. Yeah. Um, I do want to start off. I'll throw a little trigger warning out. Um, there is going to be some sexual nature on a minor. I'm not going to get into details of it, but just keep in mind that it, that is something that will get mentioned. So I'll throw that out now. Thank you, because I, when editing, <laughs> I said at the beginning, and then I was like, oh, I'll tell you guys again when we get there, and I never did. So that's... Yeah, no, I'm going to tell you right now, I probably won't. Um, I just briefly mentioned it, and then it comes up a couple of times, but I do not go into any, like, graphic detail, because I don't feel like that's necessary. If that's something you're interested Agreed. in, you can look it up after. Sounds good. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Lisa French was nine years old in 1973. She had attended Chagwin Elementary School in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, where she was a fourth grade student. Um, If you're not familiar with Wisconsin, Fond du Lac is like central to the state. Um, It's probably about an hour, hour and a half from Milwaukee, like northern. And on October 31st, 1973, Lisa was out trick-or-treating alone near her home. She never returned home that night, and her parents had notified police of her sudden disappearance. There was searches that took place, like, almost immediately after, with close to 1,500 people looking to find Lisa. Four days after her disappearance, her body was found inside two plastic bags in a wooded area. There was another bag that was discovered nearby that had contained Lisa's clothes. Almost immediately after her body was discovered, an autopsy was conducted, and it had showed that Lisa had been molested, but ultimately had died of of asphyxiation following a heart attack. So basically she died from shock. After the horrific discovery, shortly after there were like the routine checks so basically we're in the police go and knock on all the neighbors doors see if they anyone had saw anything suspicious this night um if anyone saw lisa and they're just kind of asking all the neighbors did anything out of the ordinary happen on this halloween uh this really leads investigators nowhere but they had some immediate suspects that they were looking into and one person in particular who was a neighbor named Gerald Turner. Nine months after the murder, Gerald had actually confessed to the murder of Lisa. They had suspected him for months and really nothing happened with it. They weren't able to narrow it down to him. And then when he came forward and kind of admitted to it, they were blown away. It was reported on the night of October 31st, 1973, that Lisa had rang her neighbor's doorbell trick-or-treating 
And according to his confession, he approached her at his doorway and started to talk to her about candy, like the candy that he was giving her. I mean, being a nine-year-old child, I'm assuming saying anything about, hey, I have more candy inside, or do you want some extra candy, candy, you're going to be like, hell yeah, give me all the candy, even though you're not supposed to do that as a kid. Right. <laughs> but I would have, probably. I probably would have done the same thing. Like, yes, you got bigger candy bars? I'm coming in. <laughs> um, so he was able to kind of lure him lure Lisa into his home this way where he then ended up killing Lisa shortly after he had killed Lisa in his home his girlfriend Arlene Penn had arrived home she said that Gerald had said several times that he'd been sick and had made multiple trips to their bedroom to lie down his girlfriend had left the home around 8 p.m which gave him the opportunity to remove Lisa from his home He obviously was trying to cover his tracks, so he waited until his girlfriend at the time had left, and he even had reportedly wore socks on his hands while moving Lisa to avoid him being linked to the crime scene. So Gerald had, it's important to note, like, they all lived in the same neighborhood, so he lived, like, a half a block away from where Lisa lived. He lived with his girlfriend, Arlene, and their infant child. So Lisa was familiar with him. So when she went to his door to, like, go trick-or-treating, obviously she wanted additional candy. But, like, this was someone she had spoken to in the past. It wasn't, like, a crazy, creepy neighbor that she's like, oh, this guy's just offering me candy. Like, she knew him. She knew the child. um, She had a connection to him. So it wasn't, I guess, out of the ordinary for this to be a person that approached her and, like, offered her to come inside of his home. Okay, so that makes even more sense then. Okay. <laughs> yes, so I need to include that piece because the rest doesn't make sense. <laughs> Gerald was convicted on February 4th, 1975 and was sentenced to 38 years and six months in prison. On October 13th, 1992, he was paroled after only 17 years for, quote, good behavior, which we had just talked about this last week wild this was not really i mean i guess kind of similar to our case last week but this really created like outrage and caused protests um out like within the halfway house that he was in as well as like in the milwaukee area where his halfway house was located and caused protests for lawmakers to actually pass a law called turner's law his last name is turner um, a sexual predators law that allows those who have been paroled or released to still be detained in mental institutes if they are likely to commit another crime. So you can't just get out. You can actually continue to be detained if they run this test on you and think that you are likely to commit another sexual assault, commit another murder, do anything of this nature, if it has anything with like sexual predatory situations does that make sense that's yeah that's so interesting so that's a law in the state of wisconsin so because of this he was sent back to prison on november 23rd 1993 um after his appeal had ruled that they were definitely wrong on his good behavior and that he would likely commit another crime 
In January of 1998, a jury on the parole board hearing had ruled that Gerald had not been violent and that he'd be able to start parole in June of the same year. So now they're going back on what they said before and they're thinking like, oh yeah, he actually can be paroled. Even though he got into an argument with this caseworker and waved a a knife in their face, he was still able to... he was still able to get out on parole, they were saying, which I think is crazy because you're saying that he's not a violent offender, that he's like harassing his case worker with a knife. And you yeah, that, that proves that he's still violent. What the fuck? And yes, I agree. In 2003, he ultimately would return to prison for violating his parole, having pornographic images in his possession and returned there for 15 years. That brings us to about 2018. In 2018, an online petition was formed by Lisa's mother that has caused basically a halt to his release as there's over 34,000 signatures and there's still scheduled hearings taking place on whether or not he is considered to be a sexually violent person and if he should just basically be a ward of the state for life and stay in those mental institutes if he doesn't stay for stay in the prison system which is pretty fucking wild that this is still going on it is but it's also really interesting that that's even a possibility in my opinion i didn't which really piece? realize that that's something that could like be done which piece? Like, the the petition to, like, get him to be, like, classified as, like, a ward of the state. So, I think, uh, so, obviously, she doesn't want him to get out. And I think that the petition, more or less, isn't to keep him as a ward of the state. Ward of the state, it's, like, the ward of the state is that Turner's Law, which would deem him being, like, a sexually violent person. So, like, that he wouldn't get off. Yeah. But I think that this petition ultimately is just putting a hold on everything because they don't want to piss off any more people with it. I'm sorry. I was looking up the petition, like, to see if I could find anything. Because it's just, it's so weird to me. I didn't know. (laughs) And I know. So they get it's like like out of. 34,000 signatures, and I believe, like, nine or 10,000 of those signatures were, like, Wisconsin-specific, like, Wisconsin citizens. Okay, that, that makes sense. So, I think that that was, like, the biggest piece behind it, and I also think that I don't think, ultimately, the petition is, like, what halted the entire thing, but it's something that's kind of leaning over his head. Yeah. Because there's articles that are even, like, as recent as I did research, like, two days ago and as recent as like last week like still going on about pushing dates out okay so i was like looking i looked it up and they called it a petition 980 but when i tried to find that i couldn't find anything so that's like a go on sorry i would say it says like under wisconsin's chapter 980 which is turner's law Mm-hmm. It's basically the civil commitment process, which allows for prisoners to be held in a secure mental health facility past their mandated release date, obviously named after him, like you said. So that makes sense. They're probably the petition is 
to have them look into this and try to file. Like, chapter him. Yeah, basically. (laughs) So that makes sense, because I was like, I didn't know you could, like, file a petition and that could work, but it sounds like the petition is for uh, the judge or the court or all of that to determine whether or not he should be civilly committed. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's a, yeah, that's, thank you for explaining that. Today's been a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I like I said, I was getting a little lost trying to follow, and I was like, I need to visually see this. Maybe I also I feel like I confused it. I <laughs> made it more confusing when I skipped like a whole passage. Um, <laughs> you're good. Because I was good. like going back. Um, so basically, that's still up in the air. Um, some other important things because I feel like the piece of Lisa obviously is very important. That's what kind of got us to this point. But there's ultimately like a handful of things that like came to be because of this happening. Um, So, at some point, Gerald had written a letter to Lisa showing his remorse for the incident. So, this is an undated letter stating, quote, I doubt that I could ever fully realize the terror you experienced at my hands. For that night of the children to have started out so joyous for you, only to end so tragically, will haunt me forever. I can still see you standing in the doorway with that felt hat beaming at having recognized me. Then I see the delight in your eyes turn to fear as I close the door behind you. The rest of my life, I will have to live with what I did to you. On that night, I became a monster. I do swear to you, forfeiture of my life, that I will never harm another child. So, I think he did try to kind of go back and, and I don't know exactly when this came out. Um, I had saw it in two different articles and then I had also saw it on a couple other different um, pieces that I was reading. So I think that it's somewhere on the second time, like when they kind of went back on his parole, like letting him out, that it was almost as if like, okay, if I make it seem like I'm sorry, they might change their minds and won't make me be chaptered or keep me here or do all of these other things which is rather unfortunate to say um because he was thinking you know I'm gonna get out on this good behavior the first time and it pissed right. a lot of people off so they weren't gonna let it happen um he also made another comment which this one really stuck out to me and is actually a big piece of how I had heard of this case um and also kind of fits into our Halloween Halloween um, theme, Spooky season theme. <laughs> yes. But he had made a comment at some point that the, re- the crime only received attention because of the date. And, quote, if it had happened on some other day, like Valentine's Day, nobody would have gave a damn. So damn. basically because he sexually assaulted a child and then ended up killing her. Basically, from either a state of shock or from suffocation, like asphyxiation, um, that this wouldn't have been a huge deal if it didn't happen on Halloween, which I don't think I is like all the case. To, I kind of have to like disagree because only, only because I think the whole guys and like everything that happened, 
it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't Halloween. Does that, I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> but he literally, you know, was a child trick-or-treating and he used that as his advantage. Like, if it was Valentine's Day, she wouldn't have knocked on his door or got gone to his door. It's true. So, I don't... Had, that wouldn't have happened at all. Right. So, I mean, I think it's unfortunate because I do think, like, cases linked to Halloween, especially something devastating like this, probably get a little more attention than the others. But I also think that it would have played out very differently on any other day. It's accurate. Um, this is a case that is pretty well known in Wisconsin. Um, and it's actually said that to this day, Fond du Lac trick-or-treats during daylight hours, which is 3.30 to 5.30. And obviously times are different now. So a lot of parents are joining their children. It's not 1973. But I also feel like in Wisconsin in general, it's very common for, I don't know where trick-or-treating is by you, like at times, but it's very common for it to be during the day and for it to be like on a Sunday before the holiday or something. Like it's not, most places it's not on Halloween. And this is supposed to be accredited for that, like the reasoning behind it. That's wild. Mm hmm. That's very wild. I did not know that. When do you have trigger treating? Do you guys have it like on Halloween? On Halloween. So I think, so it's, I think Kenosha does it on Halloween, but it's, like, it ends by, like, 6 o'clock. I don't know if there's, like, city ordinances around here. I think every single, like, city or town has it at a different time, but, like, most of them are during the day. Like, all the ones that I can think of off the top of my head are, like, during the day. That's so weird. I'm trying to look it up. (laughs) Bear with me. And there was specific, no, you're totally fine. There, sorry, I thought I lost you. I'm an idiot. There's specifically like a Kate or um, an article that I found. It says how the night, it's a Milwaukee County, WISN, um, how the 1973 murder of a nine year old girl changed trick or treat in Wisconsin. Gerald had confessed to the rape and murder of Lisa French, and it's been an ongoing debate for him as well as trick-or-treating. So this is really interesting because it looks like cities and states, it varies. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. So like Chicago, it ends by 7 p.m. And... (laughs) It says like, like each I would say that's like the like late, it has like different the later side of it. Yeah, but like when I think of trick or treating, I think like of like it being dark. That have like different times. Uh, okay, but they're all about like the same area i guess i don't know this is so weird to me i didn't know (laughs) (laughs) you thought that i didn't know at the same time i thought that was just like on tv no (laughs) 
This is so mind blowing to me. This isn't this isn't how it came to be like worldwide, you know, but like definitely something that influenced my specific state and the trick or treating patterns that exist here. So from what I can find, Michigan does not have any like trick or treating laws per se. Well, I don't think it's necessarily like a law. It's just more or less like that that's the times like that the cities choose like the, those are the ordinances like that they follow like 3 30 to 6 30 like daylight time frames interesting and like that i mean i know like my town specifically or village that i specifically live in isn't on halloween and it's like during the day i think kenosha's is on halloween but i also feel like it's done like when it's starting to get dark out. Huh. There are weird Halloween laws in other states, but they seem more silly and kind of fun. <laughs> like so they're not like what? I don't um like ding dong bitch It's a misdemeanor to pretend to or to dress up as a religious represent resent, representative so in other words you could get a misdemeanor ticket for dressing up as a nun rabbi or a priest in Alabama that's <laughs> I don't even have words for that <laughs> I mean I was a nun not technically years like ago for my... Halloween so <laughs> yeah and I Jacob don't... was a priest I... and he is Jewish <laughs> Let him know that in the state of Alabama, Alabama, he probably has a misdemeanor now. Yeah, we would have had a misdemeanor. Wild. He's going to have a field day with that one. Well, I guess if anyone is in a state or a city where you have, like, restrictions, let us know. But, yeah, like, last year, we had trick-or-treaters, like, start as early as, like, before I'm off work. And, I mean, they went till we had people coming by our house at, like, 9 o'clock at night. But do you guys have, like, specific, so do you have, like, specific times? Like, they don't say, like, okay, trick-or-treating is from this time to this time. Because, like, yeah. around here, that's how it is, really. It's just, like, a, a free-for-all. Y'all do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, like, maybe there are certain cities, like, in the city of Detroit, maybe, or, like, any major city. But I've never, like, any suburb I've lived in, like, suburban city we've lived in, I've never had, like, a time limit. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, like, usually you don't get much, like, trick-or-treaters after, like, 9. But, I mean, yeah. I, we literally had people up until, like, 8.30, 8.45 last year. Yeah, that's, like, super late. <laughs> that's so weird. Like, no, that's... You learn something new every day. This is true. Now I'm very invested. This is what I will be spending the rest of my evening doing research on. Trick-or-treating. <laughs> Yeah, the rules and regulations. <laughs> but that was the main purpose of this, was the emphasis on the rules and regulations of trick treating in the state of Wisconsin that have come to be. <laughs> All over one guy. Well, Killing a trick-or-treater. In a very horrific, brutal way. Yes. Absolutely. I'm not discrediting that. It's just very interesting how it came to be. That is very interesting. And that it still exists to this day, like, as an issue. Yeah, that's so interesting. Because it's, 
this year is the 49th anniversary. I looked yeah. when I was looking up the thing, it said like 40 one of the articles was like 49th anniversary this year. So I mean, still the all this time later, it's really interesting to see that it hasn't really changed. Nope. It sure hasn't. Well, thank you for telling us that tale. I'm it was a doozy. It was check uh, your uh, local trick-or-treating regulations. Yeah, let us know if you have any regulations in your area. Because <laughs> apparently Michigan's a free-for-all. Yeah, literally it is a free-for-all. <laughs> I feel like I need to look something up in, like, a random state, though, now. Like, what are the rules and regulations in, like, Alabama? Besides, Texas. you can't dress up like a nun. <laughs> yeah, like, just, do they have certain times or I need to know yours is and I'm literally I'm looking up like Metro Detroit and like the different cities right now just because now I'm curious it says literally like the general window this is from 2021 so just the general window is typically from six to eight but you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want it just says some cities deviate from that yeah I was gonna say it looks like some like, is, like towns some... and cities and like the West Michigan side. There's a lot that say like no set time, no set time, no set time. Like Livonia, <laughs> Plymouth Township. They're my neighbors. Wayne, Westland, dusk until 8 p.m. in Woodhaven. No set time. Clinton Township, East Point. <laughs> I'm telling like, you. Most of these say no. I'm, now I'm going to look it up. Like Most of them say no at time. And then I'm going to put Wisconsin trick-or-treating. Every single fucking city that's like basically listed here has a time that's said. <laughs> one to uh, four. I actually Googled one trick-or-treating to four, Hershey, Wisconsin. One to four. And there are some cities that are actually trying to fight to uh, <laughs> lift or uh, Im- extend the trick-or-treating curfew. I believe it. but like, This one I says the 7 p.m. hard cutoff is a little harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Most of these on here are like 1 to 4 or 3 to 7. 4 to Look 7. Look at Racine is 5 to 7. Four to six, three to six, but every <laughs> single one. So like this compared to yours, this is so your, wild. Yeah, you there have so many hours on every city. Every single city has like <laughs> some sort of cutoff. Yours, most of them were like no set time, no set time. Well, you learn something new every day, folks. And today we've learned not only does Wisconsin have limits on their trick or treating hours and curfews for that, but why? So, interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Go buy you, some candy so you can give it to the trick-or-treaters. <laughs> yeah, but only up until 7 in Wisconsin. <laughs> you got uh, some jokes and facts for us today? I do. What do you want? Let's stick with the theme of uh, facts first. More avocados are eaten in Los Angeles than any other U.S. city. 
So if you live in California and you don't want to get candy, maybe you can give out avocados because that's what everybody's eating. I feel like I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, I don't feel like this is really like a doozy of a fact. There's um, like lots I feel of like hipster places, common. lots yeah. of avocado, lots of guacamole. I can see it. Like, I'm sure all that they eat there is avocado toast, like... Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Avocado toast. (laughs) Sorry, uh, anyone in the LA area, we might be offended. (laughs) Just leave us Midwesterners alone. (laughs) Yes, yes. Like, I eat cheese for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's fine. (laughs) That is true. I say pop, so I don't say soda. (laughs) (laughs) That is a bad one. Oh. (laughs) Lots of oops are said. My sister's uh, fiancé is not from the Midwest, and he spent a week with our family. (laughs) Like, everyone was there, right? And he would just, like, whisper under his breath anytime someone said oop, and it was so funny. Oh, God. Because I think in, like, an hour, it was said, like, five times by, like, three different people. <laughs> That's funny. I say it a lot. So he's <laughs> We're like, gonna, whoops. <laughs> he's going to be in shock. Yeah. <laughs> I've also been told multiple times that I have a very Wisconsin accent, whatever that entails, but. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I think you're okay. I think. It's hard because in the Midwest, I feel like there are a couple really definite <laughs> accents. So, like, Ubers or, like, up yeah. north, like, they usually sound more Canadian. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And then I feel like Minnesota has a really prominent accent. That is also true. So, when I used to work in the cheese market, um, <laughs> obviously, I would deal with a lot of, like, touristy people there. And there was... Like, me and, like, a couple other girls. And I can't tell you how many times people would, like, pull me out of the list, though. Out of us people talking there. And would be like, you're definitely from Wisconsin. I'd be like, why do I stick <laughs> out so much? Like, what do I do? So I don't know if it's, like, some words that I pronunciate that stick out to people. But it, even when I went to Europe, too, I was told that a couple times. Chicago, Chicago. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. That sounds like Chicago, but all right, bud. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. My mom so, tells me I have an accent, but I don't know what that means because she was literally born and raised in this area. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, did she lose the accent? Come on. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's I'm going to harass her about this. Of questions. <laughs> okay, hit me with the fact. Joke? Or, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Duh, you already hit me with the avocado fact. <laughs> We're continuing on with the avocado trend. Uh, why was the avocado followed by the paparazzi? Why? He was a guac star. Oh, my God. <laughs> party like a guac. Party like a guac star. Party like a guac. 
<laughs> I no. hate that so much. <laughs> Just wanted to continue it on. <laughs> I'm so I just need to like snippet that like audio sound and I think I'll make it your ringtone. <laughs> Party like a it's 2022. We don't do personalized ringtones anymore, but I still will. <laughs> Dude, if you snip that, can you send it to me? I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I want that. <laughs> I I will 100% do it. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I'm just going to like send it to people randomly. <laughs> I'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's I <funny>. got you. <laughs> uh, and I have a Halloween dad joke for you. All right, let's hear it. Why do ghosts go to the pub? To get some booty. I mean, close for booze. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) It's fitting. (laughs) It is fitting. I thought you'd appreciate that one. (laughs) I do like that. Last week's, I still think your answer was way better, but whatever. I don't remember what I said. I always like to guess. I don't remember (laughs) what I said, though. Your guess was better than, like, the actual answer. Yeah, I know, but I don't remember what what my guess was. I just talked to talk, I feel like. But I think you said booze day instead. I think I didn't say booze day. And I thought that was way funnier. It's all about the way you say it. (laughs) I'm not good at the delivery. That's the problem. (laughs) It's all right. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. You had a year and a half to practice the delivery. (laughs) I've been practicing this for like 27 years. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have to offer. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. I'm happy. Uh, I'm very happy. In the meantime, folks, please find us on Facebook, Tacos and Tequila Podcast. On Instagram, it's just Tacos and Tequila. We also have a website, tacosandtequilapodcast.com. has links to all our episodes on Spotify, all our sources, and some good pictures. Specifically, my favorite is Sydney as a child in her Halloween costume. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The Carol Baskins one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you leave a five star rating and review. Let me know if you like the Halloween costume. Put it in the put it in the reviews. Uh, and I think that is all we have, right, Sid? I think so. Sweet. Then I guess we will talk to you folks next week. Bye. Bye.